everyone, it's Ayana, and today I'm here with my two friends, Simone and EJ, and we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff that has to do with race, so stick around. Alright you guys, let's get into this. So, this is mostly focusing around the Civil War era and like a little bit past that. So starting off, let's just go deep into the Civil War. So, with my, with my first question. Um, so, the Civil War... Was it over states' rights or was it over slavery? Um, it was over like a little bit of both because slavery was like the main issue, but it was also state rights. Yeah, because the South they wanted to keep slavery, and they wanted to. It was kind of it was pretty much both. Yeah. So with that, I think the South thought that slavery was a state right. And that's where that kind of like, you know, the rhetoric where people think that, oh, the South is fighting for states' rights actually comes from. is just the fact that they thought slavery was a state-given right that people could have. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you guys want to add on to that, though? Oh, uh, no. All righty. So for the next thing that we're going to go into, and it's um, it's more of a, like a personal belief question. What do you think, like, the war did in the end? Do you think it united everyone within the nation? Do you think it solidified how deep the divisions are in this country? Do you think it was the start of the divisions? What is your, like, opinions on that? Um, I think, like, it didn't unite it at all. It just made it worse and, like, more like division yeah it did, it did yeah it didn't in that country at all it pretty much just divided it even more than it already was why do you think why do you two guys think that it divided the country more um i think it did because like we're a country and like we just like went to war with each other so obviously one side winning and like one side losing is obviously gonna be like an effect on that and that effect was like more dividing and then with the south wanting to separate from the north because of slavery they wanted to keep it yeah that divided it even more my main thing with that is like i'm gonna raise you like a rhetorical question um with the whole like oh the south and slavery it is true that some northern states that were fighting against the south were did have slaves and stuff like that so why do you think in the end they were okay with the slaves being taken they were being a, like the north side mm-hmm. um because like they were like paying them so they were like losing money from uh... the, nor- the northern slaves were technically indentured servants and the south were actual were actual slaves yeah. Alrighty. So the next set of questions basically is what effects from the Civil War and from all that division do you guys think we can see today? Um, like definitely um division against people and like not everyone getting along, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. What do you think, EJ? Like especially when we talk when we're talking politics, everybody is on one side and 
just sticking to that one mm-hmm. side. There's nobody really in the middle. Like, they could see both ways. Mm. My thing with this whole, like, what can you see today question is you can kind of see memorials and memorabilia from the Civil War era, era still, like, cropping up today. Like, for the people that believe that the Confederate flag was just the flag of that party, you know, of the Confederate party, um, you know, you still, you still see that flag all over the place. And another thing that we have in America is those statues of those Southern fighters, Robert E. Lee, their statues are still up, even though, you know, we as a society can come to the consensus that, yeah, they were fighting for slavery. But somehow, in certain parts of the South, they still hold on to the belief that, oh, no, it was for Southern, like, rights. Why do you think people do that? Um, Because, like, uh, like the slaves were working for them, so they were, just thought they were, like, it was, like, if you had a cleaner, for example, like, you're paying them, but that really wasn't a good example, but, like, <laughs> it's similar to that, like, but they weren't doing it. They were doing it for free, like the Southern slaves. And, like, yeah, they just took advantage of it. Yeah, because a lot of them, they were getting paid for. I mean, they weren't really getting paid for it. I mean, they might have been getting paid for it. Then they wouldn't pay the South, so. Right. Alrighty, so we're going to move up a little bit in the future, and we're going to start talking about, like, the period of hope or um, the illusion of hope that the this period that honestly doesn't get taught at all, I'd say, in normal U.S. history classes. And so this time period was where there was actual, like, somewhat equality. Like, it was good. There was Black people within offices. Black people could vote. Black people had land. And then it all went away. So during this... Uh, could you just like tell me like I did list a few details of what happened but could you like give me uh, a grander or can you give me more details of what the reconstruction era was like um like black codes were created during that time and obviously like you said more people took office yeah the black codes were created were still so much racism and then they tried to bring the slavery back couldn't do it and then everything just started happening right so with black codes do you guys want to dive into black codes because I feel like that's a really good topic for discussion mm-hmm. so what's like a black code that kind of took you aback or something that you're like why is this a thing um one of them was like, yeah, I'm looking at them right now, so I'm like trying to go through and see like ones that are sticking out. But I can go first with mine. Okay. If you so mine is really the one where it was basically saying that black people couldn't congregate or couldn't like go out past this, like it gave them a curfew and like they couldn't congregate together in certain areas. That was very telling of me of what they thought black people could do. Because you're like, oh, you don't want these people rebelling. Let's just, like, limit how much they can go outside. Yeah, I can't remember what exact one it was. And I'm not 
completely sure I remember reading it, but like living situations and like working like they could get fined. Like that was just really shocking to me. Yeah, the, one, the one that got what me was, the one the one that got me was um like yeah if they failed to pay taxes they would be ar- they would be arrested. And then it's just so weird to me that these things existed. Like we were set back for like decades almost. Like yeah, it was like, like these codes they were, sent back to America for mm-hmm. decades. If they were the age of eighteen, they and they feel with no job, they would be fined like one hundred fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. So going on to black codes and more into like the grand scheme of rec- rec- what uh, blah, blah. <laughs> moving on from black codes and more into like the effects of the illusion of hope kind of falling. What did America fail to achieve with this? With justice for America, African Americans. What happened that caused this, like, kind of divide to just creep back up again and ruin so many Black lives? I feel like because even though they did end slavery or, like, through the Emancipation Proclamation or, like, free slaves, they still, like, didn't give service to them and, like, many other things. Like, even if they were free, they weren't shown, like, respect or, like, equality. Right. Which led to segregation and the whole civil rights movement. Yeah, even after slavery happened, then the segregation started like mm-hmm. about a few hundred years later. That's something that stands out so weird to me because I'm just going to kind of go on a tangent. You hear people now talking about how the civil rights movement was so long ago. Almost, it's like, oh, it was forever ago. Get over it. Like, you got it. Really it was only like 60, 70 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I have, my grandma was alive during that. But yeah. then they also have this time period of reconstruction that if America hadn't failed to keep an African-American safe during the reconstruction period where things were equal, almost equal, where Black people were given opportunities and were getting reparations, then we this probably wouldn't be as big as a discussion. But they don't want to talk about this. So you barely hear this within um, schools unless, of course, you take a certain class for it. But it's just so weird to me that this is what we've kind of come to. It's like, oh, let's not face on how this could have been a while ago. This could have been thousands of years ago. But we messed it up so bad that it only this stuff started popping, like the rights movement and stuff like that popped up again within the 60s. And now it was only a few decades ago mm-hmm. all right so we're gonna go into the last like little topic which is fact or fiction so the first thing we're going to talk about is institutional racism do you think institutional racism exists and tell me why um i definitely think it exists because like they like what they did caused like effects to happen to make it like that I don't that didn't come out as I wanted it to but like that's yeah like it it definitely exists especially now with all the all the gun violence like police brutality and how I mean how they treat blacks and how they treat other races Mm. 
Right. So can you give me some examples of institutional racism? Like what in your mind pops up when you think institutional racism? I just like think like police, like whole system because it's just like corrupt and like, even though someone not as a police officer might not be bad, like might not. Yeah. But they're working for a corrupted system that has effects like that. Right. Yeah, and then you look at cases like Dante, right? He he was at a traffic stop. He gets pulled over, gets shot and killed. And then you look at people like Dylan Roof. He he murders nine people. He... Mm-hmm. All right. So going to continue into this topic, um, who is to blame? The system like a lot of black people and black scholars say, or the culture, like people like Ben Shapiro say? I think the system is to blame because even though they ended slavery, freed slaves, they let people get away with not giving people service and like more things like not being able to vote and all that, which led to worse things in present time and like now. I I feel like it's, it's the system just because of, like, how, like, police have been brought up, like, how they were going back to slavery and then segregation, and then now it's pretty much the same. Would you guys like to cover, talk, like, current events? Would you like to go over a few of those to give, like, some examples of institutional racism? Sure. So... How do you feel about the Dante Wright situation? Um, I think it was, like, wrong, even though I know, I think it was him. Like, he had a warrant, I'm pretty sure it was. I'm not sure. I remember hearing it. But, like, he had a warrant, and he, didn't he drive off, or did he not? I can't remember. My thing is... Someone went and looked up his criminal uh-huh. record, and the warrant was because of the court hearing he was supposed to appear at. He didn't show up to because they mailed his like notice to show up to the oh, wrong house. Yeah. So even though, like, yeah, he did have like something on his record, but there was no right in that, or like no reason for like to get shot and killed, and like. Not know in like the police officer not knowing the difference between a gun and a taser. That's the one thing that's so startling to me because not only did she not know the difference between a gun and a taser, from what my recollection recollection is, the gun went off at least more more than mm-hmm. once. A taser you can only set off once. Yeah. So, not only did you fail to recognize that, hey, this is a gun, not a and taser. And one's on your dominant side and. On your non-dominant side, in like two total different yeah. weights. <laughs> They're completely different weights. They're on completely yeah. <laughs> different sides. And not only that, a taser can only be set off once, uh-huh. and she pulled the trigger more than once. Do you think she's like lying? I definitely think it wasn't an accident. Like, I you can't accidentally do that. The part that got me was she was on the force for, what, 25, 26 years? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Like, like after that if, long of a period. If you can't tell the difference between a taser and a gun, you shouldn't be on. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering who trained her. Yeah. <laughs> and they claim like, who was... trained you so badly? I mean, they claim that she was training that somebody else. 20... They allowed her to train someone? <laughs> That's terrible. Anyways, going back on topic. Um, the next part is, how would you respond to someone who would deny all this institutional racism? Who would deny these facts that Black people get uh, less of an education because of the areas they're in? Or that Black people struggle more it, within this climate? How would you respond to that? I would say to, like, pull up videos and, like, try and at least, like, educate yourself a little bit more or, like, look more into it because, like, it's came from history and roots of policies that were, like, treating them badly even during, like, when they were freed and let up and it's just gotten worse and, like, you just need to do, like, your research on it and, like, learn about it before you say it isn't. Like, yeah, you can't just be told something and then just go with that one side. You have to do your own research on it. <laughs> so, Right, especially with these statistics people be throwing out sometimes. I'm sorry, but if you're going to tell me that I'm 50% of the crime, because like my race is 50% of the crime, but not also back up the fact that Black people get pulled over proportionately way more than white people which then increases their percentage then I don't want to talk to you anymore Mm -hmm. honestly like you're completely taking one half of it trying to prove a point when the other half is still right there in your face but you just don't want to see it yeah how do you guys feel within these convos like have you ever had a convo where someone tries to pull that stuff with you I mean I really haven't had a conversation about it with someone like that but like I've heard it through like other people which I just like don't think like they just hear what they hear and go with that and then just think they know a lot of times for me it's whenever I feel like I need to I a conversation like this they either don't want to hear or they're because they know they're wrong Mm mm-hmm it's so weird to me that people are just so unwilling to see their privilege sometimes. It's kind of scary to me. Because you are so unwilling to face the problem. Instead, you'll just let me and other people like me suffer. Because you don't want to face the fact that even though you may not be a direct cause, even though you may not be the one pulling the, st- pulling the stuff behind the scenes, you are benefiting from it. And yet you don't want to admit that. You don't want to admit that the system is directly benefiting mm-hmm. you. After all that, those are the questions, all the questions that I had for you guys today. Thank you so much for having this discussion with me, and I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.